What's happening, everybody? How are you? And welcome to another segment of my Christian walk. My walk with Christianity, my walk with Jesus, my struggles. Maybe I should change my title. I don't know. But I like my Christian walk. So anyways, lately I've been listening to um, Mere Christianity. I'm on the last 11 minutes of uh, Mere Christianity. It's a six-hour audiobook free of charge um, on YouTube, and it's quite fascinating. Um, One of the things that I'm taking away from this has to do with the sin of pride. And when we think of pride, there's many different colors that I think... uh, come to the shading of what pride is, particularly for you individually. Uh, I don't think, obviously, with any sin like pride, there is one manifestation. It, it manifests in different ways. So in regard to Christianity, and as mentioned in Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis, the great C.S. Lewis, my God, God was so gifted. I am just so moved and so blessed with what he's told me and, and convicted that I just felt I wanted in my heart, God was saying, share this. Share this to whoever, even if it's one person who listens to this particular segment. How does pride factor in to the um, the new man, the new creation in Christ? Or if you're not a person who's received the gospel, sought Jesus and you don't know how that fits in to your spiritual growth or stunting of your spirituality, then maybe this will help you. So myself personally, when I think of pride, I think about the part of me that that wants to preserve a certain part of me, not to be redundant. In other words, I don't want to be disrespected. I don't want to think this about myself. And if anything that's happened to me personally, as far as a transformation and being a Christian, a believer, because being a believer, a Christian, born again, however you want to phrase it, to me, when it comes to a relationship with Jesus Christ, it's a gradual process. It's systematic. It's not, as some believe, just a one-shot deal, boom, You're saved, you're perfect, you're a new creation in Christ, and yada, yada, yada. I mean, yeah, in in some respect, I think it is true that once once the blinders are off and you accept Jesus Christ for who he is and who he was and why he died, then the illumination of his words, the illumination of the New Testament, the illumination of God revealed through the word, Sola Scriptura, starts to speak to you. Now... I have arguments with cousins and brothers, a brother, and mainly with my cousin whose name shall not be mentioned, and he always posits the uh, belief that, well, if you believe in anything, if you have faith in anything, uh, you know, that it's all concocted in your mind, and there's no real truth to it. It's whatever you believe. And I guess to some degree that is true because, you know, uh, you can apply faith to, you know, I was watching this interview with Seth Rogen and he said that him and uh, Judd Apatow had a um, 
meeting with Tom Cruise. We all know Tom Cruise is, you know, a Scientologist and kind of out there and, you know, is uh, he's, he's, he's a big advocate for, for Scientology. Now, does that require faith? Absolutely. Does he have faith in that? Yes, he does. Tremendous amount. Does he go around and evangelize his Scientology to people and try to hook them in? Yes, he does. So how's that different? That's a good question, but it's very simple to answer. It's different in that what he has faith in is untrue. Well, what do you mean it's untrue? It's true for him. Yes, it's true for him, but it's untrue. In other words, it's untrue in that the end point of his faith, his pursuit, is a fictional tale concocted by L. Ron Hubbard to amass millions and millions of dollars and it's not predicated on truth. Is Jesus Christ truth? Yes, he is. Because nowhere in the writings of L. Ron Hubbard is there a true person who was born a man, crucified as a man for the sins of humanity and was begotten from God. I mean, just describing that, it sounds like a, a, a fairy tale. Which, unfortunately, some people do believe that. Some people, like my brother, discount the uh, existence of Christ or even the validity of the New Testament. Um, And he's actually told me that it's fiction, which I can't even get in. This is a whole other segment. Really? Fiction? How so? What parts are fiction? You know, like a Seinfeld episode, you know, like the writers of SNL got together back in... Palestine and said, let's make a story up, you know, and I'm kind of mocking that belief because I think it's absolutely ridiculously stupid. Okay, you can say what you want and, 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 and the fact that I think it's stupid may not, you know, factor into what you think. You may think it's stupid and that's your choice. But here's what I'm telling you. When it comes to pride, pride is one of the biggest barriers to your spiritual acceptance of Jesus because faith is a gift. Is faith a gift for those that follow Scientology and L. Ron Hubbard or New Agers that follow, you know, New Age um, doctrine and want to redefine Christ and talk about past lives and seances and connecting to people using their uh, skills and, uh, and, um, heightening their consciousness and strengthening their consciousness is, you know, it's it's all kind of similar in the sense that there are some actions required in all spiritual pursuits, but pride is one of the biggest barriers. And it's one of the worst sins of a person because it gets in the way. It's contrary to the whole foundation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What I mean by that, people is if a Christian says, look, I got it made, I'm holy, I'm doing fine, brother, life is good, then that guy is probably, in my opinion, not really the kind of Christian, real Christian, that I think people who are in the faith and are believers are saved. In other words, we are all, should be humble enough to say, you know what? I'm pretty fucked up. I'm pretty, I get some weird shit in my mind. 
I've done some weird shit. I still do and I feel bad and I feel convicted and I repent. And I just want God to, you know, I'm always putting myself up before God and saying, God, search the kernels of my heart and transform me. Now, I'm not saying that that people that are blessed don't have, you know, an, an honest, genuine feeling of being blessed. But if you think you're holier than other people and you think you're perfect and you don't need any uh, growth as a spiritual individual following Jesus Christ, I'm going to say you and I are different Christians, Joe. I would say that's pride. That's pride to think that. That's what the common depiction is amongst people who look at Christianity and say, I don't want to be part of that. They see people that are acting and behaving in ways that they just are turned off by. Now, I am not suggesting that when you watch a Sunday morning show, uh, an Osteen or a big mega church, and you see them with their big crackling smile from ear to ear, that they can't be happy and that people can't be content sitting there for two hours in a service and singing hymns. You know, that's all part of it. That's a, that's a certain way of worshiping Jesus. It's not the only way. It doesn't mean that they're phony, but people look at that, I think, because I do, and I say, well, yo, I don't want to be like that. That's no fun. I remember you know, <laughs> being around Christian people in my walk earlier on, I'd be around people having these ridiculously, what I thought were ignorant conversations where somebody, for example, told me, well, it wasn't really wine. I was at a men's retreat. They weren't drinking wine, brother. They were drinking grape juice. Come on, man. Come on, dude. Really? You know, or Christians who say, for example, and this all has to do with pride, by the way. Well, that person's not a Christian because they got divorced. I mean, I've been around, I've been around uh, churches where a man got divorced and felt like ostracized because people looked at him. Now, don't get me wrong. I think divorce is awful. I'm a divorced man. It's fucking hard, man. Yes, I just cuss, and I'm a Christian. It, you know, and I don't want that to, you know, sway what you think because I'm a, I'm a human, sinful man, and I'm also a spiritual man seeking the rejuvenation of Jesus Christ doing his work in me. But I'll tell you, there's no other word I can think of that best describes the awfulness of divorce. And, 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 the, and the way that I felt at that time, it's about 30 years ago, 20, 20 years ago when I saw that person and the way he felt I don't want to go into specifics, but you know, when people judge like that and people conduct themselves, Christians, that way in which they judge other people and they make, uh, you know, distinctions uh, amongst people because of what they've done. You know, look, here, here's the deal. When, when we die, whether you believe it or not, and I do believe this, we will go before Jesus, we will go before the throne of God, and he will look at us, he will penetrate our souls, and we will have no defense, no commentary. It's not like we're playing let's make a deal. Our, our souls will be as transparent as anything before our Father. And the only reason I think that an issue like pride needs to be examined is because if you don't believe that kind of accountability is just and fair, 
then you and I live in a completely different world. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. It's the only manifestation after death of a spiritual body. Now, some hardcore evolutionists out there are very prideful people. And by prideful, this is another shade of pride. I don't need God. We're not spiritual. We're just dead when we're dead. We're just evolution, evolutionary. On the evolutionary chain, we are, you know, the end point of what started as a single cellular microorganism. And then through magic and the Big Bang and other forces, mutated, cross-mutated, you know, that kind of thinking is prideful because it throws God out. And it's using science to try to explain the uh, existence of man. And then, then we have people that are prideful who are just secularists living life and saying, you know what, I'm good. I manufacture my own morality. I don't hurt people. I think men are not innately sinful, but we're innately good. Well, that's pride too. Because you're taking God out of the equation. You're saying, I'm enough. You know, I'm going to close this with this in the news Will Smith incident. You know, I'm I'm, I'm just disgusted. Not at Jada Pinkett Smith or Will Smith for how they live their lives. I am disgusted by the way people drift so far off the reservation and put it out there and publicly people also equally naive buy into the rationale that was given for the slapping incident. You know, yeah, okay, it's not like a guy got killed, but, you know, to hear Will Smith sit up there, stand up there rather, and cry about how he's a loving person or he's got to defend people and That's his mission. Oh, by the way, I just slapped the hell out of somebody. It's like he's concocted his own, like, L. Ron Hubbard with Scientology morality um, system. And in his mind, he thinks that being angry enough to walk over and strike physically another person is okay. And that if he cryfully, tearfully rather, explains all that, And then Jada Pinkett Smith put out something like, you know, it's healing. It's time to heal. Well, how is it going to heal? What what gestalt is he going to have? What gestalted moment is Will Smith going to have after that? Well, I would say that he's probably going to, based on what I've seen, I don't know his heart. He's going to try to rationalize that away. And then some psychotherapist is going to get him in an office and try to find the emotional triggers for what caused him to snap and what caused him to strike somebody else. And then Jada Pinkett Smith, who, by the way, and and boy, I can relate to this kind of thinking, by the way. You know, I listened to her little red table thing. I guess she had some show, and she had Will Smith on it. It was very painful to watch. And she was talking about when they were having problems in their marriage, And they were separated and she had a relationship with this other guy. And it wasn't that 
I judged that action and said she was bad. I just thought the way that she rationalized and the whole manner of having him sit there and watch his wife and listen to his wife telling him about her affair or her sexual interlude or escapade was painful. And I could see it. I could see it. And I thought, you know, this is, this is really bizarre. It's one thing to be estranged from your spouse and to be indulging during a period of separation, which is a, a, a timeout. I mean, that is a timeout. And if we are sinners and we're prone to sin, which I believe we are, and we're prone to do things for the pleasure of ourselves, then if you're not walking with God and you're not walking with the non-prideful uh, demeanor and you're humble, then you're going to see even before that estrangement happens that there are things that need to be addressed in your marriage. And so I just think that it's sad. And it was a sad commentary, but also a very obvious uh, consequence of, of somebody that doesn't really, and I'm talking about Will Smith now, doesn't really have the humility to, to, to look at himself and not give a speech of defense about why he struck another person and how he's, as he was crying, the Superman of love, but rather why not just say, look, I'm a sinner. I made a huge mistake. I struck another person in anger. The slap was just the end point of the venomous anger he had against Chris Rock. I know it was just a slap. But, you know, like Christ said, if you think this, you've done it. If you have this in your heart, you've already done it. Will Smith slapped Chris Rock well before he physically slapped him. So, to end this segment, I think pride is something we all Believer or not, because if you think just because you're a believer, you're not prideful, you're ridiculous. That's ridiculous. We all need to accept that we have a predisposition to look down on people, to think we're better than we are, and to believe we don't need God. And I'm going to say, don't go there, yo. All right? All right, everybody. Uh, Have a good one. Peace.